Hey guys, we are finally live and set with this podcast microphone that I've had for the longest since my goal started to record and have a platform. And I had been recording off my phone for the longest and I finally unpacked my laptop and the microphone to see if it makes a difference on how the audio comes out. So I've been excited to try that out. I've realized that you can tell, uh, or at least me going back, listening to my episodes that once were painful and now that I'm able to actually hopefully try to improve my deliverance on the words of my choosing and how I'm trying to deliver the message that I'm trying to say since I'm so new at this and it can be a little odd you know sitting here and having this conversation with myself yet I'm sure that it can resonate with whoever ends up hearing this one day. I've spoken a lot about sadness and grief and the pushing through of the circumstance, the season, the storm that I am living. And in this journey, discovering myself and seeing my cap- my capabilities of speaking of the word of God and my testimony freely and proudly also includes test within all the blessings and discovering the word, you know, free will and comprehending that um, that's part of the blessing that we have, that God accepts us just as we are, regardless of whatever might be hindering your spirit or weighing down your soul or giving you any type of negative feelings towards yourself. Um, I know that nobody comes with an instruction book of how we are supposed to be behaving or living our life when everything that we've been taught in regards to good and bad can be misleading and misguiding. And that's not our fault. I believe that for most of us, it has a lot to do with our childhood trauma and then even our parents' childhood trauma that led them to raise us the way that we were raised and the tools that we were given. 
and making those constant choices can be conflicting for some. Um, I'm thankful that speaking in my experience with the things that I have seen as my own test they make it it, for me it's easy simply not even gonna say easy for me is it's very logical if I were to describe it um when I went into this healing journey I realized that I had been trying to do everything alone, you know, um, since I was 15, you know, just never trying to ask for help or help being my last resort and feeling as if all the things that I accomplished in this journey through what I would want to call as my strengths was actually God's because he was still guiding me so that I wouldn't end up making the wrong decisions and end up dead or in jail, still allowing me to have the discernment of my free will. And I took it as, okay, you think you know it all? You think you have all the answers? You think that you can do this alone without me and say that even though you have uh, the Virgin Mary tattoo on you, you don't believe in God. Now all of a sudden you don't believe in anything. Okay, here you go. Here's your life. This is, this is what you want. Have at it. And knowing that he never left me and realizing now, and I could come off as being delusional and, you know, what in the world is she talking about or, or, or thinking? And I get that. And that's like the logic part of my, my brain, but the faith in me allows me to continue to make the choices and decisions that I'm making when I feel that God is having me in isolation and separation to prepare me for the betterment of myself, my future, my kids, those that I'm supposed to touch. Cause I feel like it's a domino effect. The more that I speak on the word, the more that I share what I am learning through my weekly study with those around me, I see the million little miracles that are occurring in those people coming closer to God and knowing that you have been forgiven and that all those burdens that you might feel as there is no solution, there is. And he's waiting with open arms to, you know, take that away from you. It just comes with a little bit of effort. And what you're trying to accomplish for your goal in life. And I know that this might not be for everyone, but 
if you feel like this, don't feel crazy. I continue to say that. I always knew from the beginning that my ex was my soulmate. And during the last few days, on Friday actually, I had this big epiphany. Huge epiphany. You know, I had just kind of dipped into the week of strength and I've been really taking my time with this last week because I've seen how powerful God's word is and how it's working through my life so vividly. And I had piece the puzzle together and realize that like I've spoken to you guys about sadness and grief I haven't really spoken about the discernment and how I used my own in the test that I believe the enemy puts out for you or God puts out for you to actually see are you really about what you're what you're saying or Do you have any doubts? And I believe that's just the free will in one since you could go either left or right. So I was so excited, had everything set up, ready, got a phone call. And now looking back, I knew that was another test and I'm just like appreciative for what I had to incur in those moments of reliving what it feels like to go you versus you in your head. The conversation occurred in regards to something that I already, you know, presumed to be occurring, but because of certain conversations that had occurred, It was able to humble me in a way that you don't have control over timing. You don't have control over what you can't see. And I know you still want to have hope, but you spoke out loud that honesty and truth is important to you and that you're willing to take that into consideration and at least having the choice to make of what my next step might be. So clearly the conversation had to do with something that wasn't good and it had me go into my head and I kept telling myself, you know, like you are coming in a breakthrough where you're trying to give the message of how you just touched five people's lives in at least one way where how you found God resonates with them that planted a seed to get closer to God. And this is something someone needs to hear. And coming almost to a breakthrough because We are here today and I'm recording this podcast and I'm hoping that it makes sense at the end. 
since it's so much to take in, the thoughts started pouring in. The negative thoughts started pouring in. And here I am going back and forth with myself and, and nothing anyone would tell me, even if it was the same encouraging words that I would tell them, it's like, I couldn't get out of my head. I was throwing my phone on my bed. I was just wrestling within myself. And it got to the point where I was experiencing, you know, those moments when you are just disappointed and knowing who I was in my past and finding this out on a Saturday and knowing that my friend was going out to the club, like I could visually see where a light bulb in my head or as some people would describe it as that little switch that goes off in your head. I felt it. I felt it, but it felt silent. Like, I could see it, but it wasn't what I was feeling. Um, and that comes from my faith and my strength in being able to correlate what I was comprehending in my Bible study, which I'll get to and I'll read out for you guys, um, and actually live it. And... Your choice of words in those moments are what makes it or break it because you're your own worst enemy. And here I was pacing back and forth and I'm just like, I know God, you know, I said that I can accept the truth and I am going to accept the truth because this is not going to change who I am or make me feel the feeling that I am so depleted of my strength when I just felt so encouraged and so empowered to spread your word and your message. Help me. Like, uh, I need you right now. I don't want to feel this pain. I don't want to have the thoughts of harming myself because in my mind, that's how unbearable it was. And I used to cut myself. And the feeling that I felt when I whenever I would cut is as soon as the blade would cut into my flesh, it would have some type of placebo release where I felt as if the pain was slowly like evaporating or or coming in the air instead of leaving my body instead of you know keeping it within me because. I'm still trying to discover if it was when I was silent growing up and not being able to express myself, those moments that you see yourself kicking and screaming on the floor or screaming inside of a pillow is like I felt as if I was glitching in my head and and it was like an overload of just negative feeling and I'm praying and I'm, you know, telling him that I accept what it is. And if 
my ex isn't the person that is meant for me, then to just let me know that I was just, I think it all started with my confusion on him trying to answer a question and then kind of like not like deriving from it, even though I knew that it was just going to take him time, but I was dealing with my patience and, and not being able to express how I truly felt because I felt like a child being restricted, waiting for him to say something that I wanted to hear when after that hour and a half manic episode that I was going through, like people come into your life for so many reasons and, and my friend Carmen has literally stuck through me through the worst moments and just been there for me, encouraging me and reminding me everything that, you know, I tell her to keep encouraging us both that we will make it pass through this storm and it's all in our head and we're working every day to become the better people that we're destined to be and God has my back and she kept saying, you know, girl, why don't you just message him and ask him whatever you need to ask him? Like, why is it so hard for you? And that's when it kind of clicked to me where I keep saying, and I believe truly that this is my soulmate. And I know that when he copes with his shutting down, it's like how I used to cope. I would just shut down, not speak to nobody, not want to address anyone, not present in my head and and just like the moment that I was living I nothing anybody could say would take me out of my head and the not asking a question shouldn't make me feel so miserable to start accusing or assuming someone else's feelings despite what we are told about someone's actions and words and so on and so forth. And I'm not saying that this relates to everybody because everybody's situation is different. This is just from my experience, from what I believe and what I know and who I know and how he treated me and how he showed me. So I knew that him coming back and opening up the door of being my friend or letting it known that, you know, he was looking for my friendship back because he missed it the way that I did. And we just, we've never been through a situation like this where we don't know how to approach one another because we don't know what's at the other end since We've both been living in separate pathways. We're we're no longer in the same vehicle. We're in separate vehicles, separate streets, you know? And it can be very scary. And fear comes from the enemy. So I had even went to the extremities of, like, trying to tell her, like, what if we try to figure it out like this and and she's just like just ask him the question like what's the worst he could do and in my time of 
going through my head, I'm like literally one part of my head is glitching out negativity and the other part is like, okay, what have I learned? God isn't putting me through this season for anything other than my betterment. And it, my epiphany was, I'm not deaf. I'm not blind. Like Kellen Keller was. And my friend Hannah brought her up as being her daughter's favorite author and her inspiration. I have a mouth. What's the worst that he can do? Not respond. Ghost me. Okay, but it will make me feel better. Why do I... Why should I put that on, on him energetically or in my head that this is how he doesn't care. I don't know what he's going through. I, I can, I can only control myself, you know? So I reached out to him and told him how I felt and, and basically said, I know him a lot, but I also know that, you know, you accept me for who I am. And even when you were going through your things, like me just rambling or telling you how, confused or frustrated I was and trying to explain what I'm trying to say you always knew like I I always knew he would know what to say to me to comfort me and even if it didn't end with comfort even if it ended with truth since I already talked to God about me wanting to know truth and how I overcame the situation of a truth that had been told to me. And I could either let it affect me for the whole night, or I could push through that with God in faith, in believing to come up with a solution to give me the peace that I deserve since it's just a question. So going through that and, and, and realizing that compassion goes a long way, the truth goes a long way, honesty goes a long way, um, and it makes you just feel better. So I'm at peace. I'm at peace with that conversation. Um but before we even reach this moment to even have that conversation and exposing my feelings throughout this wouldn't have been able if I wouldn't have made the choices that I've been making since the test of temptations, you know, present themselves because the closer you get to God, the closer the tests are going to be to try to knock you down. What people seem to forget is that if you build on a strong foundation, there's nothing that can knock you down. The more that you learn, the more that you know, within yourself and within that relationship with God and, and learning the Bible and learning his word, the easier it's going to be for you to 
continue to proudly walk your head held high. And I'm thankful that I can be an example to those around me to continue to respect myself, my boundaries, my time, my energy, to not allow earthly distractions. And by that, I mean rushing into something new. Um, I told myself that I wouldn't be entertaining irrelevant conversations, um, entertaining the possibility of opening another door to, without intention, distract myself in leading to situations that I'm not ready to lead into and realizing that it's okay that I'm not crazy for not wanting to entertain anyone that doesn't bring purpose in my life. It's a huge step. And the thing is, I don't see it as I'm trying to be in isolation for the rest of my life. No, I know that I'm not ready to partake in anything else because the person that I'm in love with is working on themselves and I feel like it's like he's on a trip or something. So all I can do is pray that God continues to give me the guidance to make the decisions that I continue to make every day to lead me to the path where where I'm destined to be to continue with all of it. Almost finishing my Bible study leads me to what's next and where do I go from here? And instead of going through that thought process and already explained to you guys where I see myself in the next week. I have to stay focused and give you the information that I have received. So those moments where I was describing the battling of the back and forth um, and not knowing how to describe the you versus you moments, ask and you shall receive. Um, this week chapter that I'm working on is about strength and it starts off by saying this week's chapter tells us to be strong in the Lord, but the word strong can be misleading when we think of strength. He usually associates it with physical power. There are, however, many non-physical aspects of strength to stay grounded and prevent you from retreating and giving up. We can only be so strong in ourselves. God knows this. He commands us to be strong within him. The Valley of Vaca comes out in Psalms 84, chapter 84, verse 5 through 6a. 
And it says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. And that correlates to theology saying that Baca is any difficult and painful place in life where everything feels hopeless and you feel helpless in despair. No one skips, but you will pass through. And that's when one taps into God's strength. It is not you alone. You were never alone. And discovering that just opens up my curiosity and pieces those pieces together of what comes next for me, but not for like next week's Bible study. It comes back to me as my gut telling me this is my purpose. And as much as I wanted to go back to school and I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I heard on the radio the other day that it caught my attention that you can actually go and study ministries or ministries. And I am going to take time to look into that. I have it written down. Um, The ideas, you know, that pop into my head are things that It's all in a mystery to even try, but that's where your experience comes when you walk through the ideas, your gut feelings, taking those decisions that, you know, deep down, it's greater than you. And the only thing I can correlate to that is having to pack up my things and actually walk out the door and know that it was hard and and painful and it was something that I never imagined doing. But realizing that that was also destined because... If he wouldn't have came to my life when he did, I don't think that I would be here telling this story. I don't think that I would be here telling my testimony. I also know that I really haven't went into details. And maybe one day I will. since it's part of my story of what I lived through. But what I can say is that there were choices that were made between both him and I, regardless of how they came to be, that we both took a step forward in the wrong direction. You can't sit here and point fingers and before I would say, why do I feel like I'm being punished when 
this is a person that I was supposed to be with. This is this is who I know is my person. This is my soulmate. Why would I like put all my risk and and gut feeling and trusting him? And this is where it led. Which I kept telling everybody, you know, you can't point fingers. You can only control what you can do. Like, and didn't, like, it wouldn't add up to me in my head. And, you know, while you're in this journey and in your solitude, I'm 31 years old. And as much as I would like to believe that my memory is sometimes a curse and a blessing where I can find or somehow have like Morse code in my head where I remember every single detail. I'm mentally blind, which I just found that out recently through this. It's called like aphasia or something like that. But basically like if you close your eyes and Someone says, imagine a red apple. And if you're doing this right now, close your eyes and imagine a red apple. If you can see that, you're lucky. Because all I see is black. I don't see sheep when people say to count sheep while you're trying to go to sleep. And I didn't even know that was a thing. But anyways, my memory is pretty, pretty good. Um, But... They, there are things in my childhood that as much as I try to suppress as a child um, in things that were out of my control and things that weren't my fault and comprehending that and and being able to distinguish that had a part to do with why I allowed myself to be followed in things that weren't godly and then coming to terms to realize that I believe we both asked for one another or, you know, God knew our truest intentions or or our heart of what we were capable of accomplishing and the partner that we were able to attract within our free will of either deciding we go left or we go right. And at one point we both didn't make the best decisions that we could. We both didn't do the best that we could with our free will and being able to say that to him, to just let him know that, you know, don't carry anything out of this relationship as a burden. Because when God was being crucified on the cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they are doing. And when one is in the darkness, which we've all been in the darkness at one point, light comes in. And I believe that's when, you know, I was saved and light comes in and once darkness is exposed, 
It is no longer darkness. It is visible. And something that is visible is light. And we all have light within us. And that's why there's a a verse that says, Awaken, sleeper, for the Lord has risen. And being able to say that and know the worth, the worth of peace and being a light to allow someone a little bit closer to their own light, to, to their own peace, because that has already been given. Nobody can take that away. The only person really that keeps you from it is yourself and our thought process and our mind and our spiritual warfare that we have going on. And I hope that one realizes that there's another side. We are specks of dust. We, we, we're so tiny in the synchronicity of this all yet we are so mighty and we are so powerful when we do things out of righteousness out of pure intention God works in mysterious ways and I know that he is always with me and he never leaves me by my side and he always makes a way to make it happen. You know, me having four kids and a budgeted income and the uncertainty of the essentials are always met. And we are given even more than needed to survive. And I'm thankful that I'm building a community within the people around me to lead them closer to God and to their, to their destiny. There was also... Let me see. I kind of just zoned out because I went through all basically of what I wanted to say. And there were actually several songs that played on Sunday because Saturday night was a bad night. That went good. Carmen stayed with me on the phone till like two in the morning. I ended up taking some melatonin to help me go to sleep and I dozed off on the phone just having epiphany through epiphany. I'm just like, I know I'm not crazy. I'm like, I know I feel these things and God is working through me. And somehow, you know, some of the things that I speak to her resonate in her own way and her just telling me, you know, her her mindset and her her point of view has changed and how she doesn't yes she has her own free will but she continues to choose and she knows that 
that's just the enemy trying to pull her back because she's grown so much in that way. And some might ask, like, me being part of Catholic, I was baptized when I was little. And now finding God as an adult, I do want to feel... The water and his presence now that I can, now that I believe in it, now now that I've been awoken since the life that I started to live when I found him changed and I transformed and I no, I no longer am who I was. And it's kind of confusing, or it can be kind of confusing, because it was for me for a long time. I didn't recognize myself anymore in the mirror. I've been working on it, and even with the weight loss, I still don't see it myself. People around me told me that, you know, I've changed completely. And I think that the reasoning behind that it had me question like my Instagram basically and all of the old memories because I would always say it's all about the memories and I was always a photo feed and take so many pictures and just had just different parts of my life published and some things I laugh about but it's a laugh about like what were you thinking like what was the purpose of you publishing this or like posting this or captioning this or like what were you thinking so I know I didn't recognize myself and then I heard pastor Stephen Furtick whom if you ever get the chance to go listen to him most definitely especially on Sunday service for elevation and the guest speakers that he has like very very gifted people very he basically said that Before we are created in the womb, God already has a purpose for us. When we enter the womb, correlating back to Adam and Eve and how, you know, now we were gifted free will because of our human flesh and and our earthly desires, so on and so forth, our soul is basically separated into two and one it could to me correlates to the good side and then the free will that could be bad or godly and earthly desires as I put it and when you become saved I took it as like your soul connects to your free, your free will. So now you, you have the Holy Spirit working within you. They've meshed good overpowers 
evil, the more you learn, the more the more you know, the more you are strong with the word. So that's just an overflow of goodness that is coming from your spirit. And that's just the power of God that works within us. I hope I made sense. Basically, I've had a lot of epiphanies, a lot of little miracles occurring. Um, I'm thankful for every person that is in my life. Thankful that God is working so close to me that I am able to sit here and say that I know in the beginning I gave credit a lot to my ex because credit is given where credit is due of how he changed me into this person and and how um, he just made me better. And it is true. But none of this would have ever been possible without God's love, without God's mercy, without God's knowing that tomorrow has already been survived and that I would be sitting here high off life, laughing my ass off since I've came to realization of how he never left me alone and how now this platform is evolving into everything that I'm learning and I'm figuring out like what is the best way for me to speak on this since sometimes I don't even know if I make sense and I'm glad that for the most part I think that I do you know I've had a few listens, so I appreciate every single one of you taking even time to listen to me speak here. Um, it means a lot. And I hope that you always remember that you are loved, that you are worthy, that there's life without misery, without pain. There's a life worth love, with no shame, with no guilt. There's a life with peace. And each and every one of you listening to this deserve it. Now, I don't know if you guys were able to hear my stomach growl, but I'm out of time for this one. Um... And I hope that my message relates to someone, anyone. And if not, then God would know what to do with this. Bye.